Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is episode number 218 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That is me. You are joined by Mr. Won't Shut the Fuck Up, Lee. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> and you are joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Woo-hoo. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. I mean, you two are in space and I'm underwater. This is... <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, oh, I'm we... sorry. You, you have to do, uh, pop up a bit of a delay from me because I'm a million miles away. Indeed. Uh, however, the internet connection goes into space, doesn't it? So I think we're all right. Um, just you know just, what else goes into space? My duke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for so for the for the viewers, we finally finally found the animated back screens on uh, on our um, video chatting um, software of choice. Uh, so we are being absolute dickheads today. Yeah. Um, yep. So. We should start the podcast. The, as, I've, as I've mentioned, this is 218 of the Fret Talk podcast. And I'm going to start by saying, how are you, gentlemen? Yeah, I'm fine. Fuck yeah. you, I'm not talking to you, wanker. <laughs> I mean, that's going to make this a bit of an awkward podcast. <laughs> yep. I mean, what what have we been up to this week, gentlemen? Like, we've we've done a few things, haven't we? Who wants to start? That's a, that's a resounding. Oh, no, you go, yeah. you well, go first, mate. I mean, like, I'm just generally what I say pretty much 50% of the podcasts. I did a gig at the weekend. Actually, I did two gigs at the weekend, one with each band. So um, I had to remember. The annoying thing was the, the first gig with the band that I've been with the longest was a, what I call a guitars-only gig. The guitarist normally plays keyboards, but um, we were playing a venue with a very tiny stage which meant remembering songs that we haven't played since the last time we played that venue about four months ago. Um, nice. Whereas no- normally, basically, we d- we never practice. We just kind of, like, we gig so often that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But yeah. when, like, I would say 15 songs normally out of a... Or maybe not, probably about 10 out of a set of 35 have got keyboards in. So we had to drop those and put in... 10 other songs that you know I've probably been playing some of them for about 6 or 7 years but when you haven't played them for about 7 months and then you because you're just so used to it you don't even bother looking at the set list before you get to the venue and then you go oh crap and it's like uh, how does the intro to this song go and then you fucking you, like use an ultimate guitar just before you go on stage just to remind you where you need to start for the intro it's like I know how to play it but what key is it in <laughs> That's why on the uh, on the set lists for the band that I dealt with, always in parentheses at the side of it is is the key of the song. Yeah, so oh, yeah, dear. did a little bit of that and a little bit of panicking, but yeah, all went good. Um, it's actually quite a good gig. The slight issues with the sound, so that's the uh, the venue that I run my simplifier because the stage is so small that and it's got a glass front on it, so running a valve amp is not very nice. Um, had a couple of issues with the monitor cutting out towards the end of the gig, which was a bit of a pain in the ass. But yeah, um, I could like for solos, I could hear myself from out front. Um, it was loud enough, kind of on stage, that I could hear it. And for rhythm parts, like I just had to deal with it. Um, it was a bit of a pain in the ass, but it, it kind of is what it is. And 
it was so late on in the set that it was kind of like it was after midnight so everybody that was there was they were all drunk, drunk enough to not care if i was playing the wrong chords over songs i don't think i was but <laughs> yeah know, yeah yeah. No one's going to tell you otherwise at that point of the night, are they? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, that one went good. And then the following night we did, uh, we played a gig for the local nurses that have just qualified. So they've just graduated. It was their graduation. Um, so the, there was like 29 or 30 of them and they just kind of, kind of had a, a graduation party for them, them and their families. Um, so yeah, it was just a really good party. Everybody was enjoying themselves, and that was with the other band. Um, so yeah, I think I played sixty-five. Out of, like I think I did seventy songs over the two nights, and sixty-five of them were different. Nice. <laughs> or sixty-four, yeah, something like that. But yeah, yeah, a little bit of crossover, but yeah, a little bit, but not much. And, you know, it was just kind of like it's a good job that I've got a half decent memory for those kind of things. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. I, I I got pulled in uh, to do a depth for the band that I depth for uh, that was supposed to be a one off, um, and I realised how not good my memory <laughs> is from about two or three weeks ago. I was like, um, "What keys this one in? How's it go? Where am I?" Um, congratulations to the nurses, though. I mean, hats mm. off. They are yeah. fighting yeah, I mean- a good fight. They're fighting Needed. a good fight and they're doing it right in the middle <laughs> yeah. of a global pandemic. Half of them had been in the UK last year, like helping out with stuff and just, yeah. So, yeah, like we did that. Like normally, even charity gigs, we tend not to do for free because obviously, if you pay a venue and you're willing to pay the bar staff and that kind of thing, yeah. we just like reduce our rates down and say, like, the, the difference is a donation to the charity. Yeah. Um, but with this one, we just offer to do it for free just because obviously they're all kind of yeah. going through quite a lot in the middle of like a massive global pandemic and they're willing to put their lives on the line for, for the rest of society. So yeah. we just thought we'd give back a little bit. Right on. So, I mean, right on to the nurses and right on to you guys for like giving a little back to the, I mean, cause we, we unfortunately chose, um, chose tr- uh, career trajectories, which essentially <laughs> oh. fucking useless in a, in a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, just the ability you, to be able you to say that actually um tomepedia's been brilliant during the pandemic because people can't go to shops to try and get it i mean yes yeah yeah um, but it's not saving lives though is it yeah oh fuck no <laughs> but may, maybe mentally but people are, i need to try gear yeah <laughs> we get that we we understand that more than most people <laughs> absolutely and yeah. yeah having the opportunity to almost feel normality we've uh, been able to try the gear out virtually it's yeah it's something can it it's something it's better than nothing isn't it yeah um so two gigs what what gear do we use we used simplifier for the one and yeah uh, and the other one i ran um my marshall origin and one of the two hayden amps nice uh because it was a fairly long room um it wasn't yeah. particularly like, it was a low fairly low ceiling but it was quite a kind of a bigish space yeah um so i cranked the balls off the marshall and then had it sat on so i basically had the hayden cab then the marshall amp and then on top of the marshall the the, the head of the hayden um but it was just kind of there to basically turn it into a 212 well, i say 212 i think the marshall origin 20 is actually a 10 inch speaker so a 1012 
yeah so mm. 10 12 but like the the marshall was kind of like the flavor that i was going for but the the hayden was there to kind of fill out a slightly different tonal area and also just give you that extra bit just to try and fill the room because i can't be asked mike and cabs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a pain in the ass because I, like i i don't have a mini um oh mic like a stand. mini mic stand yeah, yeah um so sometimes i use the microphone that i i'm talking into now and hang that over the front of the cab because yeah. it's a like it's got a the front flat facing face, like yeah, flat yeah. face um and it works fine but it also means that you have to do an extra channel and then there's fucking pain in the ass so especially when you're doing your own sound mm-hmm. like just trying to fucking work out levels and stuff and tweak levels and do i need to turn down on stage and up on there or yeah it's, it's just a load of hassle I just to t- bring two amps and turn up a little bit louder i'll tell you the problem i had because i, I um, I used a similar situation. I didn't use the exact microphone that you've got, but I got, I've got like a ribbon mic which looks a bit like one of those E is it E six oh six or whatever they're the, 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 the flat one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the ones with the flat face. It looks a bit like yeah, that, yeah. but it's a ribbon mic. Um, and I thought, like, you can literally just dangle that over and it all lay flat. Like oh, fuck, yeah. did it? It wanted to go <laughs> sideways. Yeah, it did, yeah. yeah, it twisted sideways the whole week. So I logged yeah, the, I have I, that with this as well. I end up turning this on because it's got a like a, a directional mode and a 360 mode. Yeah. And I always end up just turning it on the 360 mode because you haven't got a fucking hope in hell of keeping it the, the direction that you want it with a fucking XLR. It's well, just an absolute I, pain. I, I thought gaffer tape would be the, the way forward. So I gaffer taped it to the grill and like gaffer taped it within an inch of its life. Um <laughs> And got a pretty decent sound, but then as you start playing, the gaffer tape vibrates loose. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, been there, been there before. Yeah. Like I say, pain in the ass. Don't bother. Just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> use. If you the haven't got a mic stand, just fucking bring an extra amp. No, I've, yeah. I've, <laughs> unfortunately, it's it's only got the like the one side is um, for picking up. Yeah. So, so what this is. See this here. Gaffer tape. Great radio again. This is actually Gorilla Glue tape. Can you see oh, the, the yeah, thing? But the issue then is I won't be able to ever get it off of the front of my... <laughs> yeah, my that's the thing. It will it's be a permanent fixture. It's good, yeah. though. It, yeah, I'm a, I am use Gorilla Glue for absolutely everything. It's fantastic. Um, Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's certain things you definitely shouldn't use it for. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I haven't stopped wiping my ass in six months. <laughs> That's it. Oh, oh dear. shit! That oh, you just reminded me of American Pie two now. <laughs> oh, Fuck. No. Yeah, no one needs oh, that God. today. Oh, no one needs yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so like, just absolutely rad. Um, doing a gig for for the nurses. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, nice one, man. And the That's... fact the fact that we've not made any jokes. Like seventy style jokes about nurses and whoa. oh oh dear sorry so you you thought you had to now ah, <laughs> basically oh, yeah. um, oh matron there we go yeah. and was this yeah, uh, was this Strat Les Paul um, uh, of course it was both that's gigs just your go to now isn't it like, yeah. It, yeah it's just to take it to every gig um, I need to get the Cabernet to the tech over here or the tech that I use over here I think there's a couple over here but. Um, I need to get it to to Simon at Don't Fret, who's the, the the guy that I use for all my stuff, so I can get him to rewire my terrible attempt at putting a new wiring <laughs> harness in the Cabernet. Um, yeah, and I also need to break out. Thing. 
I need. I also need to break out the Squire again. I probably need to restring it, but that's an open G, and like we've just not been doing those songs because we haven't practiced them in a while, and I haven't been bothering to bring that or the Variax. Um, and obviously, like yeah. I'm not fucking halfway through a gig tuning into open G and then back again because that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh. Like they'll come back in the set. We need to kind of do that. We've got another. I've got another gig on Saturday, so they won't. We won't be playing them there because we don't have time. Oh, well, we're not practicing this week. So, bearing yeah. in mind that it's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think we've got a, a bit of a gap with that band, possibly. I ca- yeah, I think so. I think I, I think I've got like a six-week gap with that band, and um, that's a hell of an intermission. Like for like this year I don't think like I've got a gap of four weeks with, with both bands so I don't think I'm playing in November until the 30th mm-hmm. and I think that's the longest I've gone without playing since the last lockdown over here <laughs> nice <laughs> so yeah but yeah it's actually a good thing because um, Saturday I ripped off the calluses on one of my fingers I was just like kind of like playing and I was going like the, the later it was getting on I was like yeah I'm gonna get blood here at some point and I didn't but I was like yeah down to like one layer of red raw skin mm. on the end of one finger so which yeah. finger uh, my third finger the ring finger on my left hand so uh, why is the ring finger isn't it the, the, the one that you you know you do all your big bends with <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's probably why the, the callus came off isn't it <laughs> Yeah, the callus came off because I slipped on a bend. Uh, I was doing the step and a half bend in Thin Lizzy. Um, what's it? The whiskey in the jar in the oh, solo. Okay, yeah. you, go, you go up. Yeah, so there's a step and a half bend in there. That must sound awful. I know. And I just kind of, this, this, you do it twice, and the second time I literally went, and you just, you, you just heard a flat, no, flat note, and like just skin falls off of the floor, and I'm going, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> the pain. Which is like, it's, it was only about our fifth or sixth song, and I spent the rest of the night just wearing through the, the rest of the layers of skin that were there. Shit, man. I, I feel pain, for you. Pain in the ass, but I, it doesn't matter too much. And actually, at halftime, I. Um, I buy some of that spray on plaster stuff so i sprayed yeah. some of that on and obviously you wear through it quite quickly but at least it kind of gave me a little bit yeah a little, little bit, bit of armor, yeah, yeah. Mm. i heard um stories that steve i used to put glue on the end of his fingers to act yeah. in a very similar way maybe he... i've heard that satch he uh puts his hands in a uh, bucket of warm water before he goes on you'd think it, that'd have the opposite effect wouldn't you that's that yeah what are you doing satch just to like loosen <laughs> these say, fingers definitely up. if i go in the bath it's the worst thing in the world for my fingertips yeah yeah I, I, <laughs> i've uh like done gigs where like i've, I've gone for like a, a shower before i've set out for the gig but i've put my hand like my left hand outside of the the shower <laughs> so that i don't get it like it doesn't soften up yeah i've even gone to the point of like you know when you do your pre-gig your free your pre-gig piss and uh you um like you just oh, keep this is not your, going where your, I'm... you just keep your fretting hand oh. away from everything so you don't have to wash <laughs> well, it I've, 
Do you know what I mean? Ah, right, so, okay, I, don't have to watch that. I thought you were going to say you normally just wee on both your hands, but <laughs> like, <laughs> pre-gig I, only wee on one hand. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, yeah, and before like before a gig, I won't wash my hands after going for a piss. Just refuse, <laughs> no, 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 refuse no. to wash them. You, you were halfway there, but I, it was like you, you basically keep this hand away from everything just That's so it. like... You, you can wash this hand, that's fine, because you're mostly going to be using a pick. But the, your threatened hand, you just, you just don't let it get wet. So do, is yeah. it, do you know, like, um, when Angus Young does um, Thunderstruck and he he's like puts his other hand up, <laughs> are you doing, is that how you go for a piss before a gig? You're like, With the other hand. Yeah, like, like up in like the air. See. <laughs> I no, mean, not if... forward, upwards. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 yeah. somebody celebrating at the Paralympics. <laughs> what, what, like Hitler? <laughs> I mean, that if you're naturally going to Hitler, you're naturally going to Hitler. Um, oh. from, from here, with you guys putting your hands hands in, yeah, because of the um, because of the backgrounds oh, we've got, it keeps cutting them off and making it look like yeah, you're but doing that it. Would be... <laughs> yeah. I'm not going that yeah. way. I'm going that way. I was, uh, two different angles. I, I was can't listening see your to your arms um, getting cut off. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was listening to uh, the Masters of the Cinematic Universe about um, Indiana Jones and the Lost uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The um, one where he doesn't actually do anything. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but the the guest on that that show was uh, was Blake Wyland from the from the Tone Mob. Yeah. Um, and he like he told he told a story about how he watched that um that movie be- like before he knew what Nazis were and just thought that they were like movie bad guys <laughs> um, <laughs> and like he saw the swastika and thought oh that's like a that's a cool design and then <laughs> like one of his maths homeworks that he did like when he was like eight or nine. He, he was going through it and he thought like oh these plus signs look look boring I'm going to make them uh, make them interesting I'm going to make them look like the, the, the symbol from those bad guys in that movie uh, oh dear so, do you know what I, I, I don't think he's the only one who did, did that I, I mean, really don't like kid like Brit- British kids in school drew swastikas on things but we knew exactly what we were doing I think from a certain age you do, but when you're really young, you kind of don't, and you're still like, yeah, oh god, yeah. Apparently, uh, when I was in primary school, I used to draw sharks and everything, like whatever the sharks. piece of work. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> drew sharks because sharks are fucking awesome. <laughs> so if it was math work, <laughs> ah, it's been eaten by a shark. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. There you go. Um, so what have you, what you been up to, man? What have I been up to? Um, so I, I've been doing like similar to similar to Matt. Uh, like I'm doing the kind of the pre-production before the gig this weekend. Um, but uh, I I learned a few things this week. Um, mm. Capos fucking hate them. Uh, yep. I always suspected, <laughs> but Capos fucking hate them mainly because um, like we played. Um, we played Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac and I, I know that song pretty well um, so I thought <laughs> I could just rock up and play it and I, I did for the most part um, but we, we played it then went through another couple of songs so I put my capo on my pedal board the capo's black 
and then <laughs> when we come to play go your own way again we we spent about 20 minutes looking for my capo and it's on your pedal board. it was on my pedal board but it was so well hidden so fuck capos um <laughs> are you, so are you playing the 12 string bit then yeah well i'm kind of doing both bits well, i mean uh, if you capo it you can't do both bits because you you've capoed so you can't play the the low f yeah so um but um so you've got the um the kind of palm muted and then you've got the so i kind of emulate it by doing both both parts um but is it capo one or two for the uh it's capo three and it's a d how the hell do you do that low f kind of because that's fret one yeah i'm just i'm pedaling a a d when i'm playing the like, so you're, play, you're getting, pedaling you're the open the percussive D-mo. sound, aren't you? Yeah, the so, yeah, it's right, the okay, so you're doing yeah. The, yeah, so you're getting the percussive sound as opposed to the the, the yeah. chugging of the low F. Yeah, yeah, the so you cover the, the bass player cover that. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, and we've got a keys player as well, and he's do he's oh. basically filling in most of the the twelve string bit. So uh, it's a little bit redundant what I'm doing, but I've I've learnt it, so fuck it. But yeah, the the capo that I've got is a really fucking weird one as well. It's not one of those kind of trigger style capos. It's, it's almost like a semicircle with, um, do you know the the kinds of um, the mechanism that you've got on zip ties? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so oh, which yeah. I actually I've, have I've in my like hand plastic, right now. The plastic one. Yeah, yeah. The plastic one, and you kind of clip it over and then yeah, press you, down. You kind of push it... down on it, yeah. And... Yeah, and it came free with a total guitar in about 2006. <laughs> yeah, my, mine came free with, I think I... I uh, I won a Joyo t-shirt um, which no longer fits <laughs> it was tight when I got it um, I've got yeah. fatter since um, the capo still works however <laughs> fuck that capo um, I have got a trigger style capo around somewhere and I will, I'll take that to the gig because I can clip that to the top of my headstock as well um, and not lose it um, but the, the um, when I got to the rehearsal um the the guy who runs the band, the keyboard player, uh, said, "Oh, we're going to be playing um, like we, we've got this uh, Lenny Kravitz tune, which someone suggested at one of the last gigs. Uh, I thought we'd go through it today." I was like, "Okay, tell me which Lenny Kravitz song you think it is." Uh, Fly away. Uh, no, or, or good, good, good choice. Okay, well, go your mean, own, you, uh, are you going to go my way? Uh, I am not going to go your way. The reason I didn't say that one was because he said, tell me, which means it definitely wasn't, are you going to go my way? Yeah, it definitely wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I really love playing that song. It's such a great tune. Uh, yeah, and, and the moment the, the words Lenny Kravitz came out of the guy's mouth, I, like, cocksure as anything, started playing the riff to, are you going to go my way? And he went, whoa, whoa, whoa there. Hold your, hold your horses, stallion. Um... So yes, it's not that song. Have another it's not guess. Fly away. I can't name another Lenny Kravitz song apart from. I mean, fly you, defi- away. you definitely can. You definitely can. Um, f- he did. Uh, what, what? So, like, there's a pretty, um, pretty famous cover that he did, um, <sighs> involving the flag of the country that he is from. The Star Spangled Banner. N- not that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, where is he from? Driving Birmingham. <laughs> I assumed he was American. Clearly yeah. not. Uh, yeah, American. American. Yeah, so the Star Spangled okay. Banner is their flag. Yeah, yeah. He didn't do Born in the USA, did he? 
No. Um, so, opposite but of man. I know he didn't do it, but I mean, did he woman. cover it? Okay. American, oh, American, American woman. woman. Yes. Yes. That was on Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> the um, the video also contained yeah. um, Heather Graham, um, who is that, who? <laughs> the actress Heather. Gra- Are you serious? Yeah. I have no idea who Heather Graham really, is. I'm either. really Jeez. bad with names, man. Jesus I'm really Christ. bad with names. Um, I don't like, know who you are. Listeners, please, please, like, fill fill the podcast group with just like pure, pure hatred for these guys who don't know who um, Heather Graham was. When, so, when you tell us, we're probably going to go, oh, yeah, because we just don't like, remember her name. Maybe we I'm know her character I'm sure names. I'm not going to go, oh, yeah, I'm still going to look like um, what's so, talking about. So what's she, she, she from? She was in Austin Powers <laughs> 2 as uh, Felicity Shagwell. <laughs> um, I, she mean, was... I, I don't think I've seen that film in about... 18 years yeah so she's she's basically the bond girl who wasn't um uh elizabeth hurley um yeah and then what else she she was in scrubs for about a season and a half didn't watch it Um, i like scrubs she was in the hangover like the first hangover as the woman who had the baby no no okay you're just naming shit that I don't like or haven't seen well, in well, 20 there you years. Go. That's, that's why, but, like... So, I, I have massive nostalgia for for that um, that video, anyway. <laughs> we, we we spent some... Uh, Sorry, was some it co- American Woman that you were playing, or were you just mentioning no, that's another song? That no, that's does? another song. Uh, there's there's <laughs> the song that... about this woman. Yeah. Um, there's the song that I never realised was um, Lenny Kravitz, but is... Uh, it ain't over till it's over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'd um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, not that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so it like, was an American. Uh, actually, woman, I know four Lenny Kravitz songs, and it's <laughs> still not the one that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was in exactly that boat. I'm like, well, it's got to be one of these four because he didn't do any more, did he? <laughs> Apparently, yes, yes, he fucking did. Um, so he did a, another song called uh, "On the Run," and it features Slash. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's got the most generic, generic blues rock guitar riff <laughs> that starts the song. And I'm absolutely shitting my pants because I I have to do this on Saturday. I've listened to the song about 40 times and could, I couldn't sing it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wish me luck, guys. Do you yeah, know what you I should mean, play? You should play the, the, um, the little riff from Hollyoaks. And down, 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 down. I mean, that's not going to help anyone because the rest of the band know how the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the worst. Like, I've been I've been at gigs where it's like, yeah, Matt, you, you start this one, and I'm like, how does it go? Yeah, how does so it go. I've forgotten how it goes. Somebody play me a bit so I can try and remember. Yeah, or, I mean, or you just can't get the tempo right, <laughs> and, and no matter what you do, it's either oh, too fucking slow I'm, or too fast, and I, you just can't I get tell it. Tell you what, I'm, I'm having such a problem. We do chasing cars is kind of like a big <laughs> get everyone together <laughs> at the end, of, and yeah. the amount of times I play it either far too fast or far too slow is just because yeah. I'd always like, rather get it far. I'd always rather get it too slow than too fast. Like yeah, that's the problem. Like because it's because the end of the night. Like we we tend to play it as like one of the last yeah. three songs because it gets everyone together and it kind of it builds to a crescendo and yeah, yeah. people can get up and scream along to it and which is great. But you've got adrenaline fucking 
go yeah. in from two hours worth of gigging and you like half the time it's doing in 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 and people are just like, the yeah, it's like a dance go, what the tune. fuck are you doing yeah it turns <laughs> into like a euro <laughs> dance tune <laughs> from the 90s <laughs> yeah the singer's out like fucking stoke down you prick and I'm like yeah, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going at this pace now if I change it's just going to go out of time the worst thing about it is it's normally the drummer's fault that does that and when they do it you can look around them and give them a dirty look for it <laughs> yeah. so it's their it's their chance to give that, do that to you isn't it it's their chance <laughs> to fucking throw a stick at the back of your head like fucking prick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to do it also on purpose on some songs you know like um, like I don't know, I'm, I'm just going to pick Paranoid for for instance or something like that and to just, like, just incredibly slow no, no, really, really, really fast. Like, <laughs> I mean, turn it into like a punk song. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much was anyway. And yeah. you listen to the live versions as well. Yeah. They are yeah. like, so they, it's like a two and a half minute song that ends in a minute. <laughs> like, well, uh, yeah, I, I love the um, the live Zeppelin's um, like sets because they, they just sound like completely different songs. But the guys just all gel so well that they just like they just pull it off and it still sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. but with with them they take what is a studio song of about four minutes and then turn it into seventeen minutes. <laughs> yeah, tw- yeah. 20, uh, 25 minutes of whole lot of love and you've thrown Proud Mary and four of the Queen's Clearwater Revival songs in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You go it completely around the houses to get back to the. Yeah, back to the It's amazing, dude. It really is. Yes, absolutely. They're really amazing. talented musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, They're almost like the musician version of us trying to stick to a point, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> <Your> tangents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I suppose I should probably mention um, the No Talk All Time that I did this week as well, which is this pedal that's behind me uh the well, we fish. can't we can't see because you oh, of fish. course you can't yeah of course you can't yeah it's yeah the, there's, a, there's a starfish behind you yeah it's the um it's the i set starfish no it's the uh it's it's the is phaser that, that um, hang on dude is, is that chocolate is that chocolate yeah the starfish I mean, oh dear oh dear uh, give it a little tickle <laughs> um yeah, it's it's the uh, the ISET phaser, which very similar to the more um, orange ninety, I think it's called, which has got a vintage and a modern mode, which is essentially like a depth switch, uh, and then is your standard phaser, which okay. just speed knob, um, yeah. which is the control that you need on the phaser, of course. Um, <laughs> I mean. It's it's great. It 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 does exactly what it what it's supposed to. I think I prefer the sound of the uh, the Joyo vintage phaser that I've got. So it's not going to be knocking that off my board. Um, but great for for space saving. But there's a slight difference of what I've done on the No Talk or Turn this week. Um, I have tried to keep the demo as compact as possible because i've been doing a little bit of analytics this week um because analyzing yeah i've i've been i've been looking at them um and not one of you fuckers make it to the end of the videos (laughs) (laughs) um so i thought 
I'll, I'll give you a fighting chance this week. So I think that the video clocks in at about seven minutes, which to me is, that sounds like it's enough time to get all of the, the settings kind of yeah. cleared. With it. I don't think we're at the point where people want to sit down and listen to us for over an hour, unless we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Indeed. Are you uh, frozen? Am I? Let it go. Oh, you froze for Let a second. Yeah, sorry. I was just like sitting there like, well, why uh, am I laughing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, frozen. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we're getting a slightly more compact no talk all time this week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be closely watching, seeing if it kind of affects the the view figures, and mm. potentially we might be seeing what I might do actually is. Um, I mean, if, if that's what the audience wants, <laughs> um, I might do because I usually do on on the demos. I do like through a clean amp and then through a kind of crunching Marshall amp, and I might do those as two separate videos so that it's like four minute videos each. Yeah, um, cool. just to kind of so, to Try see if it if. works. But we'll 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 see, Lee. Lee, 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 Lee. Yo. You have been listening to some modern rock. I've been doing quite a lot of stuff, so I've got a list here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be very quick and concise about most of it. Did you hear I whistled when I said quick then? Quick, quick and quick. Quick on size. <laughs> yeah. So um, I bought my new acoustic. I've ordered that. So that's the Indeed. S6, the Seagull S6. That should be from the research I did. But I've mentioned this. Everyone says it's the best in its class. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I've uh, got that on order. I'll talk yeah. about that more when I get it. Um, we released uh, a new video on YouTube f- with our new presenter, Josh. Woo! Um, Josh Castle. He is a um, wicked guy. He He's uh, a neighbour of yours, more or less, isn't he, mate? <laughs> a neighbour. <laughs> I mean, within reason more than any of us are that's it, um, yeah. he, he lives down road yeah he's an northerner and um yeah he released a great uh video on how to make um a metal tone on the quad cortex uh, and it was really really good yeah very um, like very well received video and the the tone itself was pretty pretty chunky as well wasn't it Bang on, yeah, I really like that tone. I thought it was really good. Usually digital stuff doesn't do metal all that well. And uh it was it was brilliant. Sounded f- fantastic. Um uh, on Timepedia I um we, we get a lot of requests for stuff. So mm-hmm. one of the things we had a request for was for a JCM eight hundred um to be like tone captured so we did that and i released that a few days ago that seems to be quite well received and one of the really cool things about it is you can fully crank a jcm 800 to hear the tones yeah and like not deafen yourself (laughs) so yeah it's fantastic that was really really good um I uh, bought my cab, my Mozilla cab upstairs. So I've had my board running into my computer so I can do the wet, dry, wet recording thing and all that sort of stuff. And uh-huh. I've been listening to it through um, through a couple of crappy speakers and my headphones and these sort of things. But I got a bit fed up of that and I wanted to hear it for real. So I plugged it into my Zilla cab um, in stereo, not wet, dry, wet, because it's only got it's only a 2 by 12 yeah. And even if it was a 4 it would still only be stereo, but it was still nice to play, like, loud 
in the room. It sounded so good. I love that Kraken. That is Kraken the, is um, so bloody the, good. The slime green Zilla that you, you have. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. And what speakers uh, it got in that? That one there. I've got the I've got a cream back in there and a V thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're legit back. for yeah. like gainy sounds, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely bang on. It's I'm I'm very, very, very much considering getting another one of them um for when the studio is finished. So that's um yeah, that that was amazing. Um we uh a big film recommendation for everyone so um we've started doing these movie nights at work so at Tonepedia we've started doing these movie nights once a month um so we had the first one on monday and um basically we will watch we'll sit together online mostly because actually quite a few people together in the office and yeah. we watched a film that's something to do with music and we watched love and mercy which was the Brian, is his surname Wilson? I can't remember. Brian um, Wilson, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the lead singer of the Beach Boys, and it's a huge story, and it takes place in um, in the 90s and in the 60s, I think it was, uh, at the same time. And it's when he was doing a lot of the recordings, so like Good Vibrations and stuff like that. So he was doing the album that kind of took them away from being t- traditional Beach Boys and all like, la, 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 la. To more serious songs. <laughs> Sorry, what were they like? <laughs> Get around, round, round. <laughs> um, but um, it was a really, really interesting story, and I didn't realise like he was. He is like a musical genius, like yeah, yeah. Uh, in almost like an autistic way. In fact, not almost in a very autistic sort of manner. Um, yeah. Like. It was just amazing. The the older version of him was played by John Cusack, uh, and what what you know he should have got an Oscar for that. It was just such a great uh, thing. Um, and he also got taken advantage of by um, this con man um, who was basically trying to kill him off. And it, it, there was a lot to this story. It was like going on, and it was just. Um, and I know it's dramatized. It's obviously it's because it's Hollywood, but it was. Um, but it's obviously a true story as well. Mm-hmm. And it followed up where he's still alive today, and he released this album that no one let him release. But you see the dynamics within the band, and where like people were good and people were bad. Uh, yeah. A million times better than Bohemian Rhapsody, which I thought personally was absolute tosh. Um, <laughs> because I wanted the film really to be about Brian May and that's my own <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, but um yeah, uh I I I want you guys to go and watch it. I want you all to go and watch it because I couldn't believe I wasn't looking forward to watching it. Honestly, I was just like, oh, it's a Beach Boys. How interesting can this be?" And I like the Beach Boys, but I just thought, you know, it's going to be a song a film a crappy film, but it was absolutely fucking amazing. So, big recommendation there. Um, I've been listening to mainly today actually because I've been doing a lot of um, mundane work today so I had the ability to listen to music usually when I'm doing quite in-depth work I don't get to listen to music so I just put on Spotify um, just rock and it was all like stuff that had been released within the last seven days and I've got Three kind of interesting takeaways. The first one I'll get out of the way 
surprisingly, a new Limp Biscuit song came up, which I, I had seen people posting that they'd heard it, and it mm-hmm. was interestingly quite good. Mm-hmm. So I like Limp Biscuit. I really enjoyed them as a kid. Um, I think it was because my friends who weren't into rock and metal like I was were enjoying them as well. So when we went out to clubs and stuff, we, you know, yes. it was like Big one of the things that we could share. Yeah, yeah, in a big way. And that actually led us kind of like a gateway drug to a lot of them getting into things like Ramstein and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was great. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting to hear like these really, like Fred Durst's voice sounded great. It, it, you wouldn't have thought like 20 years had passed. Um, so I was quite impressed by that. Um, one real standout was Mark Tremonti's new album. That sounded great. Okay. Really, really good. I thought it was great. Um, he's gone down. Um, so it's almost like a degent, degent, uh, gent sort of sound. Degent, degent. It's almost a gent sort of sound. Uh, where in fact it is for quite a bit of it. But then you get his traditional sound. You've also proper singing over it. None of yeah. these like, sort of shouty stuff that always puts me off. Um, but it was it was nice and heavy. I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Um. But do you remember when you were younger and like people who didn't listen to rock and metal assumed that all the songs that you listened to were about people killing themselves? <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yes. Well, pretty much every song that was on Spotify that I was listening to was about someone saying, oh, I've had enough, I'm going to give up life. And, and and it was legitimately about people wanting to kill themselves. And we're, we're going through pop punk, we're going through metal, we're going through just traditional rock. Every other song, well, not even every other song, it was like one in five wasn't about it. I was really shocked. It was just like, oh my god, is is this the the formula that that Matt was talking about uh, um, the other day? You know, like these these um, the people who like dish, dish out the money, say, okay, look, we've got a formula sort of what sells. This is how you must write a song, and uh, yeah, you got to talk about killing yourself. I was going to say it's probably the modern rock kind of. I mean, it's it's. I'm, I don't want to sound morbid, but it's fairly relatable for a lot of people like the most common method of death for anybody under 40 is suicide like it's it's a place that a lot of people go to and it's the kind of thing that a lot of people can relate to and it's shit and it's sad that that's that's the case but like i would guess that that's probably i mean probably most of them are going through or have gone through that at some point anyway and then you add to the fact that um you know it's it then becomes relatable to people and you know like people want to be able to relate to the music that they like so especially if you're like generally these days if you're listening to rock music as a teenager you're going to be in a quote-unquote alternative kind of group you're not going to be one of the cool Mm. kids because you're not listening to dance music or people (laughs) using the n-word whilst saying lots of words fast i'm not going to call it music it's it's, (laughs) um, i think i think these days they talk about needing a bucket and a mop and being like um, <laughs> I love what's that it, song. macaroni <laughs> cheese was it i'm like that oh. that is not appetizing in the slightest <laughs> I, I i really love yeah. that song it's just so funny it's like we my wife and i would just like use it really inappropriately all the time well we did when it was big we just this, like to take the mick out of things this, this uh, is like those two aliens behind me it's going way over my head i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> oh 
WAP. Um, <laughs> I think that's what they call it, isn't it? But um, yeah, and that's what I, the kids I call was, that. Uh, yeah, okay. WAP. I I was really really saddened by it because I felt that I, f- I almost felt like no, I did feel like it was kind of justifying the stereotypes that pe- the ignorant people pushed on us when we were younger. Like yeah. we're listening to songs like. I know. I pick out "Sweet Child of Mine" for instance. For instance, yes, because that, that classic. It just sticks into it. It was released in 1989. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, people are like, oh, "What what'd you listen to?" And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, "I'm listening to um, Guns yeah. N' Roses," and they're like, "Oh, okay. Oh, metal. Uh, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I don't mm. really like rock and metal because it's um, it's all about killing yourself. It's like the fucking song's called "Sweet Child of Mine." You bell end. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not exactly about killing yourself is it so it, it's kind of like they've gone ahead and like justified all these sort of things not not happy about it um but on a good point i have been learning and this is really interesting i've been learning to play the wrong notes <laughs> so um, you've uh you've known how to do that for a while lee <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know when like you listen to a guitar player and, and they sound really interesting. You're like, hang on a minute, they're just playing like the pentatonic scale. How how are they actually getting this like really interesting tone, uh, this sound? Uh, and then you kind of realise that there's a chord in the um, in the chord progression that is doesn't fit within the scale that it's in so a really easy one to understand for us guys here is um uh bloody hell what's it called um hey joe so hey joe um you go c g d a and then to e and usually people play an e e major on that and it shouldn't it should be an e minor um but if you play an E major, you can fit the um, the C sh- the G sharp into the chord. So if you're just playing a long pentatonic, and then you fit the G major note into it when he hits the E major chord, it sounds really clever. Um, and you can take this to massive, massive, massive extremes. Um, so I've been playing a lot of like jazz fusion stuff like that and just sitting down and working it out beforehand um, which chords don't fit in why they don't fit in what's the note that sticks out on that and okay so when we're going over that part of the um, that part of the uh, chord progression I'm free to go and play these notes and I shouldn't play those notes because they don't fit and suddenly it's like your your playing kind of comes alive and it sounds so so much more interesting indeed i mean so, yeah i've this is, you, like taking it to kind of one of the most simple forms where you've got like a a 1 4 5 blues progression um because all of the the chords are seven yeah, I mean the the major chords, but then then you can of course like add the dom seven. You can treat each of those chords as the the home chord, as the root. Yeah, yeah. and and when you play, especially when you play the fifth, uh, so like if it was in A, you'd be playing like the E seven. Um, good blues players will target those the notes for the E chord, and it almost sounds wrong at, at points because they're not the the notes that you were playing for the a and the d 
Um, That's it, yeah, because because the notes in the E seven aren't in the A minor scale. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, th- there's not much overlap, at least anyway. Yeah, if you, if you use it with a sharpened, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I have to pick up a guitar, but if you if you kind of like did like an E seven, but with a, an A flat in it. You can add that in uh, and like almost go for like the harmonic minor sort of tone, but you're not because you're playing it over an E minor seven um, or whatever. It is no, it's an E nine, isn't it? Anyway, um, it depends on how you want to do it. Uh, something like the Hendrixy sort of chord, but it's so so cool. It's opening up so much to me, and I've 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 known about this for some time. Yeah, but I've never been able to put it into place. And, and my very good friend Emmanuel, who works at Tone Peter as well, who is he's a professional musician. He's endorsed by Ibanez and all these sort of things. He's got a really great band called Majesty. Um, and we were having a great chat about this the other day, and I just thought, oh, I've got to, I've got to start putting this into my playing. So yeah, that that's kind of my new journey with uh, guitar playing now. Is is kind of like trying to learn it and then trying to make it instinct yeah do you know what i mean yeah so record, i've got to go yeah, from learning that's it that's definitely to the biggest part it. definitely the biggest part because like I've, I've spent a lot of time like learning the different modes and then the different ways to modulate the modes between each other and modulating into different keys and back again and like yeah. you can sit there and like I mean, this is 10 years ago, so I couldn't now, but I could sit there and say when you should change to doing what scales at what time and what, and like over which chord in the progression. And like, I knew it all. And like, I'd always just fall back into playing minor pentatonic or major pentatonic or blue scale or, you know, even like just Aeolian or just any of the like natural scales, just because that was the easiest thing. And it's the easiest way to work out whether you're playing the right notes is to play the not play the right notes yeah and then you, the only time that i'd ever play a wrong note i'd immediately just resolve it to the one next to it because obviously yeah. you're only ever one fret away from resolving into a <laughs> from glory yeah <laughs> so like that was kind of the thing and like yeah i've been doing something so i've been watching quite a lot of um like i mentioned rick beato last week but there's another guy who's mm. a piano fella who's really obsessed with the Beatles I can't remember his name but like <laughs> he does a lot of like these are songs that use like the melodic minor scale instead so they like move the 6th and the 7th on the way up but when you come back down they flatten them again and like yeah. that's you know, always gone straight over my head I've, yeah. I've never understood how it, that happens but I'm gonna fucking learn it yeah and like, <laughs> like the, the, these are songs that are in Mixolydian instead and here's like here's what it sounded like it was in a normal minor and this is why it's Mixolydian and here's like here's scales that like they're one four five and the notes that they're singing are just in the the normal major key but actually it's mixolydian because the band is actually playing a c sharp minor seven instead of the fifth or whatever and like it just kind of modulates everything around and yeah it's just like i've I've been trying to do something similar just kind of like just get my head around it to start with and then trying to like put it into practice because like i say most of my playing even improv I'll either bend through or like completely just slide away from any notes that aren't in yeah, the scale. The <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like I, I I'm not using the right wrong notes if you know what I mean. Like in the right places, there's certain wrong notes that will work for over certain chords that won't work over. So if you like, I say if you've got a one four five, the 
the wrong note between the first and second might work in some cases but not in others and you just got to kind of like learn learn all the theory behind that and i'm trying to go back and do that eventually but i'm sure i'll get bored with it at some point and go back to playing like blues riffs yeah <laughs> I, I really want i really want to translate this over into gear demos so uh you know um i want to be able to like play like uh, maybe five different types of um styles yeah but rather than just going, okay, I'm going to play major, and now I'm going to play in minor, now I'm going to play in melodic minor, well, sorry, now I'm going to play in pentatonic minor or something along these lines, I want to be able to make them a bit interesting. And yeah, I yeah. think that will help as well, keep the viewing times up as well, because like you were saying earlier, a lot of people drop off, and I think if you're making your playing kind of catch people a little bit, yeah, they're, they're, a little they're, bit, they're more A little bit spicier. Um, exactly. Yeah. I think we should probably move on to some news because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've just seen the time and we're, we're almost, I told you, didn't I? We're almost I knew to the it. podcast. Um, right, so before we before we do news proper, we're doing a little bit of light news. Hi, hey. Benton. Yeah, we we. It's it's only light news. It's not not a full way. Um, Harley Benton released a line of mini pedals this week, which are largely. Um, inspired by another brand's mini pedals, so we're not gonna like take a deep dive into the entire <laughs> line because it's n- not necessarily worth it. Um, however, <laughs> they have done some fantastic work with the naming of these, and I'm going to now give you a little little mini quiz. I'm going to give you some names, and I'm going to f- see if you can figure out what these pedals do. I have like seen what? one of these online. Okay, so I, so I know one of them. Okay, I mean one of them can, is. Can we, can we can we say this is a mini adventure? <laughs> it is a mini adventure. Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with. Go on the, then. Say it. We've got mini adventure. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're going to start with um, the Harley Benton copy paste. Oh, I said. What's a looper? It is a looper. Well done. You are getting it's a this, well isn't it? Okay. Uh, this next one, I, I like this one. Phone... They should have called it Copy Pasta, though, oh. shouldn't they, really? Uh, this <laughs> one's the Harley Benton Phone Home. Phone Home. Delay. No, 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 no. So think, think about the two words, Phone Home. It's a, a, and it's, it's, it's an alien pedal. It's it's an extraterrestrial pedal. <laughs> Elliot. Um, okay, so it is a pitch shifter. N- no, no. So this I'm, one, I'm thinking about the Dispatch Master, which is the Earthquaker device's delay. No, so it's it's a headphone amp. So a phone oh. for home. Okay. Headphone for home. Okay. Yeah, I didn't okay. think they'd have something like a headphone That's, amp. I, I know, we I know. It's pretty effects. genius, isn't it? Right. Um, next one, <laughs> shaft. Shaft. <laughs> it's, it's an auto wah. It is an auto wah. Well done. Absolutely. <laughs> um, next one is the spinner. Uh, rotary. Well, hey, Lee is on it. On it like a carb on it. Right. This one makes sense when when you know the effect. Magnum. 
Ah, this is the Magnum DI. This is a DI box. <laughs> it is. It is <laughs> this is the one I've seen before. Indeed. It's That's the Magnum DI. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, hands down gear of the year win. Yeah. Like, I don't uh, care yeah. what it sounds like. Gear of the year win. Well, I mean, surely uh, it doesn't sound like anything because it's a fucking DI box. It's, it's got a cab sim built in as well. So, oh, does it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got a, a 20 dB uh, volume boost and a cab sim, so it's actually pretty okay. fucking useful. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's called the Magnum <laughs> DI is just... It is it's just... Yeah, it is. Um, chef's kiss. Indeed. You know, we, are, we are nearly too young to understand that. So anyone who's younger <laughs> I mean, than I'm, us... I am definitely too young. I only understand it because didn't they reboot it about 10 years ago and it flopped? Yeah, I think, I think they did. Yeah, yeah. Right, the final one... This one is genius as well, but it's not quite as, not quite the the Magnum DI. Um, this one's the intersection. Is it an ABY box? It is an ABY. Oh, Lee, oh, you are nice. absolutely killing this. Well done. Like this, I, I, I might as well not have called this the quiz. This this is the Lee's brain thoughts round. So just a peek behind the curtain. When 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 we knew that we were going to have this quiz, obviously we didn't know the answers, but we um. But I said, oh, this, this is going to be easy. But then, hang on a minute. No, it probably isn't. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it. It was. It was simple. No, absolutely. Oh, hats off to you. You absolutely <laughs> nailed that one. Um, right. So, keeping on the theme of Harley Benton, um, they released the Fusion 3 in some Charvelli colours last week, which we mentioned. They've announced an update of the Fusion T, which is the Telecaster version. Um Unfortunately, the te- the Fusion T does not come in Telecaster form. It only ever comes in HH, uh, okay. which makes me a little bit sad. So it's a bolt-on Les Paul, uh, essentially. But it does <laughs> it, it does have uh, coil splits on it as well, so yeah. you should be able to get tele esque sounds. So think like you imagine like what. An Ibanez to a Strat, like a Super Strat. This is essentially a Super Tele yeah. because it's got okay. the humbuckers and it's also got a a Wilkinson trem on it as well. Okay. Uh, so the, these ones uh, are coming in ice blue, shell pink. Um, they're coming in flaming, uh, sorry, not flaming, flame Bengal burst, which is kind of like a dark, dark reddy sunbursty colour. Uh, Daphne blue, dark pink, and silver sparkle. Um, so a few different colours, a few the same. Um, the accoutrements are, are very similar. Twenty-four frets, I believe. Stainless steel yeah. frets, roasted necks. Um, like the the tuners are locking as well. The um, the hardware, like Alnico five. What? <laughs> Lee's, Lee's disappeared. disappeared. Uh, oh, wow. Um, the power of the metal zone. <laughs> so, um, like, El Nico Roswell pickups again. And so yeah. these are coming in like 399 euros. So, kind of about, probably about 340, 340 quid. Yeah. Um, I think the, the arguments that we had last week are going to be broadly, broadly similar. similar. Yeah. Um, we have had people in the um, in the Fret Talk podcast group, actually one of our Patreon backers, Andrew Bimson, uh, at, uh, had a go at Lee, actually, um, for his comments <laughs> he, last he week. Made, he made a good point. He, he made his, his point well. He's wrong, absolutely, but he, <laughs> made, he made his point very, very well. Uh, it, um, I mean, you, you no, very uh, much see more Skinnering this one, aren't you? 
Is it? I, I, I like, think are it, they good value? Honestly, no, it's the kids who are wrong. <laughs> it, it, it suits him and and his needs. And if you're in that sort of boat, I think it suits you well. If, you, if you're happy with um, getting a getting a guitar and you're happy with your own setup skills and you've got the time to put into it, then cool, go ahead, do that. And if you know if you want to swap out the pickups or whatever, and that's yeah. up to you. I'd rather spend a little bit more and know I'm getting a guitar I can use out of the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, the, there's no right or wrong answer. Both are valid, uh, valid options. Mm. But I don't think completely discounting the Harley Bentons because you might want to do some work on them. Um, they might, like we say, they might come a- absolutely perfectly playable. Um, it yeah. might need a little bit of a tweak. It might need a, a bit more of a serious adjustment. The pickups, though I've not been massive fans of the Roswell pickups in the past, um, they're much more functional than I give them credit for. Uh, They're not like those cheap, uh, like cheap ceramic pickups you get on very, very low end guitars. So you're actually getting something which you could use. Um, I I think if I was looking for a guitar to. to have a bit of fun with it to, to mod uh, i think that's where i go yeah yeah yeah, absolutely um the the only thing putting me off these uh tele variants of them is that they're not the standard tele uh layout they are a super tele and they've got the humbuckers yeah um but i have no doubts that they'll probably sell because they they look charvelish um and they are half the price just plain and simple. Yeah. Did we mention the price of these um, of these mini pedals? Because they're, they're like shockingly cheap. They are. They are very cheap, aren't they? They're, they're coming in about twenty quid a pop for for the majority of them. I think the the Magnum Di was twenty just under thirty. Yeah, twenty nine something. I mean, it was converted from euros, but yeah, where yeah. I saw it, I, I saw. I don't even know who. Somebody was commenting on the name on a group that I was in. That's why I'd seen that one before, um, I mean, and they con- shared the the Toman link. I'd be a little bit controversial and uh, probably not too controversial in it though, and say I do worry about like the labour. Because, you know, if they're selling them off at that point, someone's actually gone ahead and yeah, had to make them I mean, and stuff. I mean, you, you, I mean, if you're going to be, like, saying that about that, then half the pedal manufacturers that, you know, like, I mean, TC had pedals that were coming out, and by the time they were hitting the shelves, they were down at 30 quid or less. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. the majority of the, uh, the pedal will be made automated anyway. They're yeah. knocking them out so so fast that they can release them for that kind of price yeah they'd be giant yeah. factory kind of jobbies weren't they absolutely yeah, I think I think it's to do with buying power as well isn't it Harley Benton's got so much money they can just because it's Damon yeah. isn't it they can just yeah chuck so and they'll, they'll be just they'll order be making millions. so many of them like they, they'll just they'll make because they've got them priced so low they can just make as many as they want and it's economies of scale at that point isn't it you kind of the more you yeah. can make the cheaper you can go yeah, if you if you've looked at the way that they're constructed as well, the 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 front plate of the the pedal itself is bolted on. You see, like okay. there's four four screws on the front plate, so essentially it looks like everything's mounted to that front plate. Yeah, so right. they are very easily um, detachable. Um, whereas any like any of the pedals that require a little bit more assembly, 
that's where the price starts going up. These yeah. literally just get dropped into the enclosures and then yeah, shipped in. out, don't they? Yeah. And that's it. Um, so, do we want to go for the pedals or the pedal? <laughs> the, pe- <laughs> the pedals or the pedal? What do you I've reckon? Got, you, you choose, man. You choose, because we yeah. haven't got a fucking clue what you're talking about. I you know. One of them is the Black Star. The pedals is the Black Stars. The pedals oh, is the Black pe- Stars. Let's go for the pedal, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, EHX Deluxe Memory Man. Um, the big box ones are sought after, and like even the 90s reissues go for some ridiculous prices at the moment. Um they they're quite a bit of a cult classic, aren't they? The uh, the deluxe memory man. My yeah. mate Justin's got two of the fuckers. <laughs> Has he? <laughs> mm, <Really>. It's annoying. <laughs> However, that that market is slightly more um, slightly more open now. Uh, Electro harmonics are once again reissuing, but in a na- uh, the nano pedal format, which is basically a normal, normal size. pedal size. Yeah, yeah. M- MXR size. If you yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, and the the reissue has got a few little tricks up its sleeve. So it's got the standard blend feedback delay level, um, but it's also got a rate and depth for the modulation. So you can alter the sound of the modulation rather than just having a set uh, modulation. Um, it's got a trial switch on it as well, which is like, that's modern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also so you've got two LEDs at the top. You've got like the the on off um, LED, but you've also got one which has got underneath overload. And this LED tells you if you are pushing a signal that is too hot into the front end of it, because it is built like the original ones. It it, it will only take so much um, level going into it before it starts overloading the input. Ooh, does that mean you can get some preamp clipping from it? I mean, you can do. Is it going to be nice? Who knows? Well, you know, some of the best preamps come have come from delays. Yes, but th- we're talking kind of like valve-driven uh, tape delays. Hmm. Um, I yeah. I, I'd um. I'd I'd like to hear it. Yeah, definitely. Um. However, there is a drawback price yeah a little bit so uh the price is 203 dollars and 10 cents which so it like we were expecting it kind of in the uk for about 200 quid you'd pay a damn sight more than that for a memory man you would however if you're paying 200 pounds for a delay you can get a lot more Mm. you can't yeah like, I wonder how good it sounds. Um, I I really like the Memory Man sound. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really, oh, really good. It's it's an iconic sound, and it's de- it's there's definitely got to be a market for it for people who are chasing that specific tone. Mm. However, when that came out, it was kind of unique and interesting. Whereas now the market is. Uh, a lot more open, and for that price, there are a lot more options. Yeah, go, go on then. What's your be- what's the best delay you reckon um, for in that sort of price range? Um, I mean, so I, give I, or take hundred quid. 
I'd probably go for. <laughs> I know we mentioned it so much, so so much, but the the M5 by Line Six because it has got those kind of algorithms in it. Um, mm. It does like the delay sounds, like the tape delays and the modulated delays and the like swell delays and stuff, all sound fantastic. Okay, Matt, something that's not Line Six. I mean, I th- <laughs> what was the, what was the price on this? Let's say two hundred quid. Let's say two hundred quid. I would buy a flashback too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then you've got a, a, what is it? Seven or eight standard sounds and three tone print slots. Uh-huh. Like, um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the the memory mount kind of. Yeah, modulated. Yeah, like it, it, if I'm having a modulated reverb, it, uh, sorry, a modulated delay, that wouldn't be the first thing that I would think of. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I've got modulated um, delay settings on kind of multi, multi-delay multi pedals that I've got, and they're never my go-to. I mean, I, I've, I use them on the, the M5, but I don't think I've got it set as... you you Or certainly when people tell me what, the memory man deluxe was used on like it always sounds a bit too over modulated for me like it's just too like it's too yeah. much whereas yeah, i kind of like if i'm using it on the on the m5 it's a very subtle modulation that i put on there just so that the the tail the trails are slightly different to to the original signal yeah yeah so it gives a bit of uh, a bit of width to your, yeah. your tone rather than it being the whole of the tone yeah yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, okay. Like I say, so, it will sell. It will sell. Oh, yeah. My, my, my take on this, right, is you've got three, three options. If you want to go uh, for something that's going to be as good as this, but not spending a lot of money, you want to go for a carbon copy because they are wonderful. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. If you get yeah. a deluxe one, you, you've got all the same controls more or less as well. Yeah. Um, and and, and some you've got subdi- subdivisions mm. as well. I mean, yeah. if you want to go for a more boutique but ultimately ultimate sounding bucket brigade sort of thing, go for the jam pedals delay llama. That is the best analog delay yeah. I've ever people ever always heard. rave over that. Yes, yeah. it's amazing. But if you want something that's going to get like your ultimate delay machine, it's got to be the DD five hundred. Every single delay I've ever had, I've managed to emulate that perfectly on the DD500. And it's also got loads of vintage stuff. So it's got your um, Echo Rec, your Echo Plex. It's got your RE5, uh, RE20, um, RE201 sound, sorry. Yeah. Um, obviously, because that's Roland. It's got all of your classic things. And that's basically what I use. I, I use that in stereo into my effects loops. Mm-hmm. And I have into one amp i've got um an echo rec and into the other one i've got an echo plex like yeah, you just good. can't do that in real life yeah yeah not without buckets of cash yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah it's, it's perfect it, I, mean, I mean it illustrates the point that actually for like a similarish ballpark you can get so much more um yeah but like i say the, there's definitely a market. There's people hunting for the the old big box versions, and it might scratch the itch of those people. Yeah, I'm going to get one of them. Yeah. Um, uh, well, 
I'm, I've been looking out for one like that's like just going cheap or something. I'm going to grab one. Okay, yeah, our final bit that. of news today uh, is is a big one. It's so big. Um, the Black Black Star <laughs> uh, Black Star have released uh, like three pedals in a lineup. Essentially, two and a and a, a kind of boost. half. <laughs> yeah, two and a half. Yeah, let's, let's be generous. Uh, the Depth Ten uh, series. So you've got a dual overdrive, a dual distortion, and a boost. We're we're gonna cover the dual um, the dual pedals because they're similar in terms of their setup. Obviously, the, dis- the distortion is going to be more of a like a heavier rock sound, whereas the the overdrive is a slightly more subdued. Um, Would you say that the overdrive is more of an overdriving sound and the distortion is more of a distortion sound? I mean, you could say that. Yeah, I, I think I probably would have. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that then. <laughs> exactly, Lee, exactly. That is staying in. Um, so it's uh, ECC83, which is similar to the 12AX7, I believe. I think uh, it's yeah. the same. Yeah, it's yeah. I believe it's just it's like a, a different. It's a different name from a different company, yeah, but the same the thing, isn't it? US and English uh, names for it. So there you like go. Like valve and tube. Yeah, yeah. and chalve. Um, so it's a nine volt, nine volt in, but it ups the voltage internally to two hundred volts. So you are getting a a tube that is working and not just an LED behind the tube to make it look as if it's working. (laughs) Uh, um, Obviously, it's a dual dual pedal, so I think it's got two different channels with uh, individual volume and gain for each channel. Yeah, and it's not done on a stupid fucking concentric pot like it was on the on the old ones, which was the bane of my fucking life when I was doing, when I was gigging that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So they've they've fixed that problem. <laughs> You'd um, like to think most companies would have learned their lesson by now, but it still happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but largely in terms of like in terms of setup, it's very similar to the old HT series. However. They have really, really kind of chucked the kitchen sink at this one. Um, so whereas the old ones were essentially just a drive pedal, uh, this one has got um, it's got a USB interface that allows you to um, use it as a uh, as an audio interface into your computer, but also allows you to adjust some of the settings on the pedal as well. Um, You've got an XLR out as well, so going through a balanced out. Um, And then you've got a stereo quarter inch out um, and an effects loop as well. The stereo quarter inch out and the the USB allows you to um, add cab sims to this. And the, the I believe there's like three selectable cab sims via a switch on the back. Um, those cab so sims... So, sorry, sorry, you can you can add cab sims to the TRS out. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh that's interesting. Yeah. So um, you've got two. You've got a standard output and you've got a TRS out. Yeah. Um, the like three selected cab sims aren't set in stone as well. With the USB um, connection, you can. 
go onto I can't remember what the the program is, but they they give you a program that allows you to adjust the the um, the cabs. I think they say they've got something like two hundred different mic placement um, options within this. Can you add your own IRs as well? I I haven't read that you can. But you, I was going to say, I've not seen that in anything I've read. Yeah, so I'd, I'd have to assume that they've got their own kind of like intrinsically usable um, mm. cab sims and that you can't import any. Uh, but 200 different kind of settings for the cab sims gives you quite a bit of adjustability. And you can set those to the three presets on the, uh, the, the pedal so that you can then select your favourites on the fly. Um, yeah absolutely look this it's just opened the world up for these uh these pedals that we were kind of getting nostalgic about a, a couple of weeks ago yeah i mean like i say i gigged the the, the ht dual which was the dual overdrive which was really more of a distortion than overdrive um, yeah i gigged that for two or three years because i couldn't be asked like this was back when i had a pedal board that had five pedals on it and that was what I was gigging for about three years. And then I bought a big fuck off Novo 24 um, pedal train. I was like, oh, let's fill it. And then I had like <laughs> seven drive pedals and like things were falling off the pedal board because there wasn't really enough space for them. And, you know, we went down there. But yeah, um, this is oh, really man. like, I, I would love to, like, I've I've only heard one as a drive pedal. Um, yeah. I'd like to hear what the, the DI out is. But um, yeah, like had these been around when i was looking at the simplifier at the end of 2019 um these would have been something that i'd have looked at as well if they sound good di out yeah yeah absolutely and and it it very much falls within that kind of category doesn't it that kind of all-encompassed almost like floor ramp interface solution yeah yeah it's it seems like a really cool idea like it's it it's more like because it's got that interface idea um but it's also an overdrive pedal that you could stick in a normal chain and just use the standard output and you know go that way like i yeah i i'd definitely be interested to hear one in person um yeah not that like i'll ever get the chance to do that because i'm stuck on mm-hmm. the isle of man and fucking travels a pain in the ass and you know, like we don't have a guitar shop, but like, I, uh, yeah, like I'm really interested to hear what they're like because if they're good, like I don't know, like I, I probably won't get one because I've got the simplifier and I've got like 25 drive pedals. Yeah, but um, yeah, like like I say, I, I loved my old HT Jewel and like this seems to be that, but in yeah. the 21st century as opposed to the 20th century like i mean i, I, I can't even remember when the the ht pedals came out it was like 2007 ish or something like oh, that no, they were around them. early yeah they were, around they were early. earlier than that yeah but yeah i mean they were very much of the time weren't they and they uh, yeah. like back then they were they were seen as these like amazing pedals and and not to take away from them but like pedal um Technology pedal advancements have come on. Yeah, and they mean, kind of, they've kind of moved on a long way, and like yeah. they they they, re, they kind of reissued the HT series with, or they they called it was LT they called them, and yeah, like took the valves away, and that was that's still probably like ten years ago at this point, isn't it? Um, <laughs> nah. Matt, your simplifier is it stereo? Yes, stereo XLR or stereo jack. Um, 
it's, it's a really cool piece of kit obviously it's a, that's mm. so that side of it is a little bit more than this however it doesn't have an effects loop which this has yeah i don't think maybe it does have an effects loop <laughs> i yeah no actually maybe it does but i can you maybe you can use the stereo um in out as a, an effects loop so that yeah, happens I, on some I, things i can't remember but yeah like um I have I have, don't actually have the pedal here. It's because I used it at the weekend. It's the, one of the other guys because we loaded everything in one van. But yeah, the the simplify is just a, a cracking piece of kit. But um, you can even split the stereo as well, so that you can have a wide stereo or just a narrow stereo. So like it, it puts a slight delay on one over the other. Um, so you can do things like that, and it's got like a ground lift and a phase inverter in case you like. Yeah, just kind of need to sort those things out. Um, yeah, obviously the headphone jack as well as your standard like outputs and yeah, the simplifier is great and like obviously you were saying with this one you can choose two hundred different locations for your your mic and the the simplifier instead has like a, a, a dial from center to outside. Yeah. Uh, sorry, to center to edge and you can kind of move the mic placement as you see fit and yeah, the the simplifier is a, gr- a great little piece of kit. Yeah, um, that seems to like allow for more on the fly adjustment, doesn't it? It's yeah. all kind of built into the pedal rather than with with this one. You definitely you you need to have in in your mind these are the these are the settings that I want. Yeah, on it. yeah, you need to kind of plug it in and hear it as it goes, and then just pick the the stuff that's right for you. And that's yeah. something that I did notice. This doesn't have a headphone jack. So you'd have to plug it into the interface. Oh, so plug it into your computer as yeah. an interface, and then listen to it through the computer. But you I mean, might be able to plug it into the uh, TRS out. Yeah, I suppose if you've got like a, a, I don't know whether your headphones just on a standard, because um, obviously a, a three quarter inch headphone jack is TRS or mm. it's it's stereo, so it might work. I don't know, but. Um, because it's got a cab sim on it, it should come through all right. Yeah, yeah, it might be all right, but I mean, the the simplifier's got a, just a, a standard three mil jack, which is what most people have there on their headphones. I know, like if you if you've got decent, like you know, stuff that you'd use for monitoring and, and guitar, it's probably got a three quarter inch on it. But yeah, you yeah. can get those, get those converters, but they're always fucking useless. <laughs> I, I, the ones that you get with headphones tend to be all right. Yeah, the, the ones yeah. that screw onto the end of the. Yeah, most of mine are like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I actually yeah. got I got a set of headphones. Um, the last set of headphones, not these ones, but the ones I use with the simplifier. Um, the left hand ear has a three quarter inch jack, and the right hand ear has a three mil jack. And the cable's got one on both ends. So whichever one you need to plug into, you plug the other end into your headphones. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, very clever. Yeah. So that, I mean, I'm I'm sure that that actual rather than being one of those adapters, I'm sure that would work pretty well. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the pain in the ass with these headphones is I wanted to plug them into the front of my um focus right. But you just get you just get one ear or nothing. Um oh. whereas if you plug it into the back out of the what's supposed to go to monitors, but you split it and um send it into a single um three mil jack and then plug it into plug this into that, then I can hear. So that's how I've got this set up. Nice. What what I really love about these these pedals uh, and like what Matt's got and, and and the way I've got my board set up as well is you you're able to take your tones and record your tones yeah, yeah. and that and that was so that was cool. kind of at some point I do want to do a little bit of recording um, mm-hmm. just because I've never actually bothered to sit down and do it properly and like I've I've done little bits here and there but I think. I'm too lazy to set up, you know, <laughs> fucking Reaper or whatever, and then have to 
download all this shit in the background and run run cab sims and stuff on a channel or whatever it is and you know preamp on it and there or power amp on there and then i'd have a pm pedal and all it's just so complicated whereas if i just plug the the jack of the like a, a jack lead into the simplifier and into the front of my interface and get the sound that i would hear if i'm gigging out or if i put headphones into it it just yeah. takes all of that stress away yeah and you can get that in stereo as well you, you can record yeah. a stereo sound uh, and it's just like it's just so amazing i i I've got the extreme one where it can do wet, yeah, dry, yeah. wet, and all this sort of thing, and and it's it's great. But these these little black star pedals, um, you know, if someone, no matter how good or bad a pedal sounds, people can get them to sound like they want them. They can get their sound out of it, or they adjust to the pedals and these sort of things. And what we're going to get from this is the ability for someone to buy this maybe as their second or third um, pedal that they actually buy like in terms of distortion but with the thing that they might not be recording now but in two years time when they come to record their tone is there for them yeah and this is kind of, this is kind of like that all in one it'll do your it'll be a drive pedal but it'll yeah. also be an audio interface and it'll also be a cab sim if you wanted to go direct into a desk so it like mm. it, it covers kind of all those bases so if you're like you say if you're starting out um or you're just starting to gig and you're thinking right well i need a kind of solution for whatever may happen this yeah, is kind yeah. of like this it's kind of the middle ground it kind of it does what the simplifier does it well enough to do that it does or like your iridiums or whatever it kind of does that cab m thing obviously like slightly like the cab m approaches it from a different way that looks like at the, the entire kind of dsps and all all of that stuff but um like it again would would work as just an, an amp on a board um mm, yeah. but this looks at that and also looks at like right well if you don't have a, a drive set or you only have one drive sound and you need a couple here is two drive sounds you've got two channels left and right which is usually low and high um and here's here's your kind of like this is now almost like a full rig in one okay you'll need like if you want reverb or delay or anything like that throw it in the effects loop or whatever but it, it it's that kind of like starter solution for anybody where awesome. if you don't have an interface and you don't have a cab sim or anything like that um buy this as your drive pedal and then if you ever need it you've got it how much yeah. are they so they, they're about 250 aren't they uh yeah 250 i think they are i'm reportedly retailing at yeah i mean i'm i'm almost saying that you could build a build a board around it that does does everything pretty much like like mm. for example if you uh if you you were using it as your drive drive set as you said but then you get get to a gig and your amp suddenly blows yeah you can go into that xlr and then you're or into the like the, the cab sim out and then you you're absolutely sorted without because i know like a lot of people will will bring uh those like little mini pedal like the um or the 44 magnum and the 22 yeah. caliber yeah 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 they'll, they'll bring those along as as that solution but if you've already got it on your board that it's yeah. just plug in and play and like you say if you've got some ideas and you think it like oh i'm really really digging this idea i can't be asked to like mic up my cab and like it's it's late i don't really want to be like waking up the neighbors plug the usb in and then you can like record a few ideas even with like some cab sims as well potentially getting like a decent like decent tone out of it as well it's great yeah. for recording um in terms of live recording yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, i mean I you could take a feed yeah. from the you could take it yeah 
mm. like alongside your live kind of setup as well yeah absolutely yeah. so there's there's loads of applications for it and i think they've like the features that they've added to it makes so much sense yeah yeah they've actually like sat down and thought about it obviously like when they did the lt stuff like I'd yeah just, that was phoning it in pretty much it, that it was, was it. it was literally just like oh everyone's whinging that you can't just plug a nine volt in and you know yeah, stick yeah. it on a board so we'll take the valves out and plug a nine volt in and you can now stick it on your board and kind of i i, I saw them when they were around and then they just disappeared straight away yeah yeah so, i mean yeah. Pe- people saw it for what it was and even if they were good examples of those pedals like the the lt dist being like a yeah. uh like a um boss distortion like a ds1 like the lt drive being like an sd1 the people saw it look they they saw it as for what it was and went well those pedals already exist why why are we gonna yeah buy them again um yeah these these feel like they've put they've put some serious thought into what they're gonna like do to make them kind of marketable again like the original ones kind of felt like something a little bit new it's like a the valve in a pedal yeah. um you know big chunky but like they thought about it right okay like people are starting to buy pedals now here's two channels for you not many people were doing a two tra- two channel two channel drive yeah and and back then people built boards around that sound didn't they they had one of these black star pedals and then like a few ancillary, ancillary pedals yeah. to go around it and that was their board and then they fell out of favor when boards started becoming homogenous in terms of like everything needed the same supply yeah uh, supply well of course we're going to get rid of the 22 volt pedal because that's the easiest one to yeah yeah well literally when i first had this i had uh, a reverb i had a compressor because i kept fucking having issues with sustain and i had uh i had a chorus pedal and i had individual power supplies for the lot and a four gang at the back of the at the back of my board mounted to the board (laughs) nice (laughs) um and yeah and as as like time progressed and like I say things become more more homogenized and you get like a set power supply yeah the 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 finicky pedals become the ones that you get rid of and yeah. same happened with like the line six um dl4 as well um well, I mean, look were, at the yeah. Digitech Grammy and the um, Big Muff that had like three quarter inch jacks, as, sorry, <laughs> three mil jacks yeah. as their power supplies, and just oh and, yeah, yeah, they they they, they changed. Otherwise, they were just going to get lost. No one was yeah, ever going to buy them ever again. Yeah. Well, Rhett's got that. Yeah, yeah, I've got a, um, yeah, yeah. a Damasio Rat essentially, uh, which <laughs> has got. It just it's it doesn't even have like a, a DC barrel picture. It's just got a plus symbol on it, and you're just like okay, yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, it does take a battery as well. Annoyingly, um, do you remember the old DC bricks from um, MXR? The, yes. the old old ones, the black ones. Yeah, yeah. They had so a, they had that on one end, and then on the other end, you you had whatever end you had. But yeah, um, yeah. it was like it's like why haven't you just got bus style center negative? <laughs> Yes, yeah. the 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 annoying one was the, my first 
um, power supply that I bought that wasn't a one spot. I can't even remember what it it was now, and it came with like a green one that would like it had like a load of just black nine volt center center negatives, and then yeah. there was like a green one that was center positive, and then there was like a battery end one and like a three mil jack one, <laughs> and then this weird connection that I still don't know what it was for. I don't even like I've never never seen the connector in my life before, and it all it all came with this bag, and you just go yeah, throw the movie shoulder. Throw yeah, the yeah, I'll get rid of these useless ones. <laughs> Three months later, what the fuck is that bag? <laughs> yeah, you, you buy a pedal and it comes with a weird supply, and you go, ah, oh, shit. Mm. Yes, an old like Soviet oh. era like <laughs> fuzz pedal, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, this th- that's yeah. exactly that. <laughs> that's that. Thing. I always left the. Okay, right. was that so? That was center negative, center positive, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah all, all of those like yeah. the DL4, the uh, what were the other ones called? The, the MD4, it was a distortion MD4. one as well, wasn't there? Oh, OD distort- yeah distortion modeler yeah um, dm4 no yeah I- something like that uh and mm. then you had the filter mod as well didn't you it was a- that's the one i've and got there was a reverb as somewhere. well i think uh but mm. yeah so i think as much as uh, Stuart Tate was taking the piss out of these pedals uh essentially saying the same thing what doesn't he take the piss off? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think they've done a good job. And I, I think that is an absolutely perfect place to wrap this podcast for this week. Yeah. Um, Slate and stew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Always. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is us for this week. Uh, massive thanks to you listeners for um, just joining us along on this journey. It's been a particularly girthy one this week, um, but you know, you love it. Um, and just a massive, massive, massive thanks to the Patreon backers as well. Because you are extra special, super sexy, awesome, um, and those 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 Patreon backers are as follows: they are Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and the Just Surprise Me podcast, Mr. Hugh G. Rection. Uh, hey, uh, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Um, for as little as two dollars a month, as well, you can be one of those cool people. You get your name read out as well. Be special. Become a Patreon backer. Um, if you want to catch me online. I am Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube is the home of the No Talk All Tone series. We are also um, occasionally um, intertwined with the pedal boards of uh, pedal, <laughs> pedal boards of YouTube. No, <laughs> pedal boards of Doom YouTube channel. Um, this week we had a new um, new presenter, being Mr. Pre- Josh. We had the premiere of our latest. Uh, Indeed. Uh, presenter, yes. And debut. It, debut. Indeed. Debut. It's like, Sorry, it's really <laughs> late for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, indeed. Uh, so I won't I won't get you to big up the, the YouTube channel, Mr. Lee, but I will get you to promote the other avenues on which you feature. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Just the world's biggest so, side. Oh, I've, I've just—it's just hit me. It's been a really long day, and you know, like, kind of like you, you hit this like brick wall, and you're like, "Fuck!" 
<laughs> right, so we uh, we have the wonderful Facebook group with approaching eighty thousand members, and what a fucking group it is! It's wonderful, and we love every single person there almost um so <laughs> um yeah even andy bimson um so <laughs> bimson's a legend uh, yeah, keep, up keep up the good he work mike keep up the good work he really is absolutely keep great, those balls um yeah I, I like how you didn't mention when andy was like re- busting your balls a couple of weeks ago and sticking up for me about something what was it oh it was the sy1 wasn't it yeah <laughs> i think it was my balls he was busting not not but yeah, yeah. apps <laughs> I mean, to, anyway. to be fair, we both uh, we both shat on that thing, but hey ho. Uh, yeah, I think I was a little bit more. You're harsh, man. Exuberant <laughs> with my defecating on it. <laughs> <laughs> Exuberant defecation. That is a bad name. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. So we we run the the wonderful Facebook group. We've got Paige. Uh, we also have uh, the YouTube channel, and on that YouTube channel, I do a new section every weekend. So we've been releasing it on Saturdays. Do let us know if you think it should come out on a Friday, though, because if you think feel that it's better on a Friday, then maybe we'll move it back to the Friday. Um, so we have that. I work for Tonepedia, which is where you can go and interactively experience uh, pedals via different. Um, guitars different amps you can experience different guitars on their amps and everything so we do loads and loads of work on there and uh soon we are going to be releasing a whole new world on there where you can uh experience something entirely different which i will talk about very very soon all right aladdin uh, that's what i had in my head as well (laughs) i didn't even think of it i can show you the world (laughs) i will show you my penis (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and and if you were wondering fat is supposed to emulate your penis hitting the table because it's um huge erection yeah Uh, (laughs) but his name is hugh his name is hugh yeah uh, uh, he's uh, friends with Huey uh, sorry, not Huey uh, how he felt a snatch oh, not Huey Louie <laughs> and uh, Mike Oxbig yeah oh dear <laughs> they're getting some free free Patreon uh, here you owe <laughs> us money next week <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Matt you are Matt heel underscore Matt Q at Twitter and Instagram Twitter yeah. and Instagram I've actually opened the Instagram app this week for the first time in about four weeks. Get in. That's dedication, that is. Um, it seems that's to be the same kind of thing over and over again, to be honest with you. It's all yeah, just... guitars, yeah. Yeah, guitars, 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 yeah. guitars. Oh, look, there's a friend who's not on Facebook. Guitars, guitars, guitars. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where we wrap it for this week. So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pelt Chup, from Lee... Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-do in space. From, <laughs> I think he's farting again. Uh, from Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Whee! Whee! It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Hurrah, Bye. Bye.
I was driving down the road today and I saw a man in the cemetery. I said, morning. And he said, no, I'm just walking the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's suitably shit, isn't it? 